This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, I got the thumbs up. That means we start... Now, three, two, one. What's up, Al? Oh, hi there, Jerry. I did end up last night watching that uh, We Are the World documentary. Oh, cool. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't want to give anything away or anything, but I will say it was worth it. It was interesting to me. It was, uh, they had good footage. Uh, and then they also, you know, talked to some people today that were around at the, like Bruce Springsteen is in it today right. talking about his experience. Isn't there. Lionel Richie in it today? Lionel Richie's in it today. Sheila E. Wow. They interview. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of things I wasn't aware of with it. And uh, so that was fun. The, the Bob Dylan stuff is very interesting. And I know you like Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. So that'll be um, intriguing, okay. I, I think, for you, Jerry. Yep. And it's also cool just like, man, like the, that era of the 1980s, like that was 1985, mm-hmm. man, there was some cool music, like n- just a ton of hits. Yeah. From a wide variety of people, which I don't think we All get. All different genres. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Huey Lewis. Yep. Like Huey Lewis, Bruce Springsteen, then you have Cindy Lauper, Madonna was huge, yep. Prince, Michael Jackson. Lionel Richie. There's some of the greats of all time. Yeah. Then they even had like Kenny Rogers, right? So it was a different genre. It was just, I feel like, I feel like the record charts back then looked a lot different as far as variety than it does today. It just feels like it's different. Yeah. It's just, you. I don't think you're not interested in a lot of the music today. Right. And that's kind of part of it. I mean, you can make the case that there's more artists and platinum selling artists than ever now. Um, based on Spotify and Apple Music and the way we consume it now. But it, it's just different. I, there's no other way to say it. Yeah, and music is one of those weird things. Like, it happens to every generation where you look back and go, oh, no, that was... Like, I'm sure in the 1980s when I was rocking out to Huey Lewis thought, and ZZ Top. Our parents thought Dion was amazing right. with the Turtles. And yeah. The, right. This and is the Four no, Tops. Yeah. This is no Elvis, I'll tell you that right, right now. For sure. You know, I think that's very true. I so, think that's true with sports teams, too. Yeah. You know, greatest of all time, Patrick Mahomes. Really? Because growing up, it was Joe Montana. And before that, it was Jim Brown. You know, for me, it was Barry Sanders. It's all there's all recency bias with all of it. It, it is also true. I think with music, they say that the music that stays with you 
even if you're somebody who like I still listen to new music. Right. I don't listen to pop music, but new like Green Day has a new yep. record out. Foo Fighters yep. always put stuff out. And I so I do listen to new music. But the music that is your core is your high school years. Mm-hmm. You think that's true that. for you? It is. Yeah, no, it definitely is because you're talking for me. Mm, maybe a little bit more beyond that, but it certainly started in high school yeah. because, you know, we, we're talking early 90s. So, yeah, there, even though I was never a big Nirvana fan, the Nirvanas of the world, Pearl Jam, starting there, um, the Chili Peppers, yes, those are still, that is still the type of music that I prefer to any other. I need a documentary, maybe there is one out there, that shows, like, the shift in, the shift to when Nirvana hit and how that shifted, how everything shifted after that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to know. Like that style of music? Yeah, just, like, how how radio started playing it. That's what I'm curious about, right? Because prior to that, you know, K-Rock was running, uh, it was Howard Stern all morning, classic rock all day. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they flipped at one point in the 90s mm-hmm. to alternative music. But by that point, there were so many bands that right. you could How fill out. How did they become popular? Yeah, but you could fill out a, a radio station because it wasn't just Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. And there was a ton of them, yeah. right? And, and there were. Th- that you could then have a whole And a lot of them genre. had similar sounds. Yeah. Not all of them, but some of them had similar sounds. Some of them very unique. Like as soon as you started playing that new Billy Joel song this morning, it sounded like Billy Joel. It sounded like a Billy Joel song. There are certain bands that just sound like them. Yes. You know? Yeah, I like when a band has a signature guitar sound. Okay. Like you can tell like a Keith Richards Stones mm-hmm. guitar. Because they even tune differently. They they, they tune them differently. It's like Zeppelin, that similar thing. Van Halen. That's true. I wish I could play the guitar. Man, I tried so many different times. Oh, really? You ever get lessons? I did. When I was living in Basking Ridge, I went for lessons. It's just, just, Jerry, I can't get my fingers. Like, there's, I can't get my fingers on the correct strings without touching the other strings. And that's what's so amazing when you see them. The greats do it so flawless and effortlessly. Especially, like, Jerry Garcia had stubby fingers. How are you not touching all the other... I don't know. I I, don't, I can't figure out, and you can you can explain this better than I can. I can't figure out how you play the piano. With um, it's not. I mean, on one hand, I get it because I can type without looking. So yeah, I do understand right. that. Right, that's what you got to get to. But God damn, there's a lot of them all in, all in a row. At least with the typewriter, I've got three rows of keys. There's not. It's really not that much. I guess. You'd say the same thing about the piano. I look at the piano, I'm like, oh, oh my god. Yeah. What's funny too with the typewriter, like knowing you know keyboards yeah. and stuff. You ever like without looking, you put your hand down, you just start typing, yes. and you look up, and it's complete nonsense because you're one key off. Uh, sometimes I've done that. Sure. Occasionally, sure, yes. I, especially when you get a different keyboard. Yeah. That's set up slightly different than what you're used to. Absolutely. Yeah. That is very. True. You're right, though. We did get to that point somehow. Yes. And I think you could get. You know, I. I do I think you could become a master guitarist? No. No. Could you get to be a competent player on a Saturday night strumming as people are walking by? Yeah, you probably could if you had the proper instruction yeah. and training and repetitions. Well, that's why I went to the piano because I couldn't get my fingers properly on the guitar strings. So there were certain chords that are in a lot of songs that the fingering looks insane. It's just not working for you. Where on the piano, it's not. It's it's. It's all in the same little 
I don't know. And it then just, you got some of the greats that do it over their head, behind their yeah. head. Like, what the hell? Not only that, I'd say like a guy like Eddie Van Halen who plays uh, the uh, guitar like a crazy horse. Then all of a sudden decides, I'm going to play the piano, keyboard, yeah. same in with the same... Very musically talented. Yeah, very musically very talented. Very musically talented. I think that's the thing. Like, if you know how to play an instrument really well, you could probably move to other things. Right, you got the baseline knowledge of what it's supposed to sound like. Although I heard if you try to, like, play a horn, like, it blows your lips out. Okay. Like, it, like you will, like, have damaged lips in the early. You know how they say, like, your finger's callous with the guitar? Sure. That your lips get blowed out. Well, let's not uh, blow out any horns. Yeah. Like, if I showed up one day with just blown out lips, you might be like, he's trying to learn the trumpet. Let him live. Either that or he's sucking on cucumbers too hard. Or doing that. Yeah. Well, it's one or the other. <laughs> this owes the mentalist who is in, Jerry. Yeah. I'm really thrown off. I was too. I'm thrown off because I'm more thrown off that Eddie's not impressed by him. Like, it's really bugging me. Well, who cares? We all have our things. No, but but to say he must, ha- yes, he must have a system, but there's also got to be some part of him, I do believe this, that has to be able to read my mind. It has to. You can't say to somebody, pick a number between one and a hundred. Al, I'm with you. And just by looking at me, and I think in my head, 73, and then you wrote down 73. Like I feel like I can not explain, but I can understand or at least comprehend a few of the things that he did yeah, say. I really I do. But there's just, like I said on the show, there's a couple of them that are beyond my comprehension yeah. that simply don't make sense to me. They just don't. So I think maybe I'll go on YouTube today and see if I can find like a, a debunking situation. Yeah, yeah. I'm for sure that. there. I'm sure there's videos out there that will show you how it's done. Doesn't mean everybody can do it. Doesn't mean it's easy. I'm sure there is some sense of reading body language and facial expressions, yeah. but we're talking about pinpointing a number one. You're, it's a one percent chance that he and. Listen, I could have been a complete tool bag when I said Drew Pearson. I could have been, no, no, no. I was thinking Michael Irvin, same eighty-eight. I could, have, but that's not what I was thinking. That's not what. Yeah, I. I would say if you are if you are a guy who has a hard time meeting women, if you could figure out a couple of these magic type situations, and you show up to a bar, oh, or a you party, blow them away. it would be amazing. Yeah, so a hell of a way. It's a great icebreaker, and then you could wow them. Yeah, why didn't I try to do that? I don't know. Years it's not, ago. It's not too late. You're only 54. Well, I'm a, I have a girlfriend, Jerry. Oh, true. But I'm saying, like, when I was, like, in my 20s and I couldn't get anything going on. You want to take magic lessons? Yeah. Excuse yes, me. I do. Would you like to see a trick? No, get away from me, you creep. Like, if I went up to a, a girl in a bar when I was, like, 25, a smoking hot chick, because you could approach them if you have a skill. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, I'm thinking of a number between uh, write it down and I have it written down. That girl would be talking to me all night long. Probably. Right? You would Because it's interesting. You might mesmerize her. Yeah. Like, I couldn't. I'm sitting there staring at this guy like, how the hell is he doing this? Right. I know. I would. Because mes- I do agree that there are explanations for them. Now, let me ask you this. What they are, I don't know. Oz is married, he he told me. Okay. Do so you think he tells his wife this? What how he does this? And then if so, what if there's a divorce in the future? Now all of a sudden she's give, revealing all secrets. It's a good question. Right? You should have asked them. You had them here. Yeah, I'm just thinking of it now. 
Or if he breaks up with his his coworker. Right. Right, his friend here. His friend came in with him. He's also in the magic industry. Yeah. I'm sure they all share things. So maybe like, there's something going. All I know is I'm I'm fine just being fascinated by it. Yeah. I don't necessarily need to feel like I got to get to the bottom of it. It's a, it's it's entertainment. It's really cool. It's hard to do. Don't know how he does it. Don't care. I thought it was great. I was telling the the one guy who was here with him, his friend, I was telling him about Craig when Craig was trying to get into doing magic. Sure. And Craig used to go to the magic store in the city. He and his kids were, were trying to learn magic. And Craig did know some card tricks. Yes, he did. And then Craig would occasionally do, which I loved, if we were going, like, like we're heading to the Super Bowl, so there might be a place where there's a big dinner where Craig would have the restaurant put a bowl of, like, oranges on the table that so when people get there, there's just, you know, it's about the, and Craig would put a card into a orange. He would slice the orange thinly and put a card and somehow get into it just randomly while at dinner. And then someone would open the orange with the, the card. And it, it was really cool. But you knew how he was doing it. I knew I was doing that part, yeah. but so many other things are just. Craig was always great for the icebreakers. Yeah. When we were out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. What do you think would be more impressive to picking up chicks, Jerry? Magic, but like where you can go in a bar. Um, being able to play a acoustic guitar that happens to be laying around. Piano. Mm. Or impressions. I think the piano. Really? I do. I think there's something about... If you're out and you jump on the piano, it's a sing-along type of instrument. People gather around it. I mean, you make the case for the guitar, too, sitting around the fireplace and just strumming. That as well. There's something very elegant and very cool about playing the piano well. Yeah. So I would choose the piano. It's interesting on YouTube to see people, guys who play the piano really well, that are poorly dressed. I like that combination. Because you'll see a guy... 
sitting at a beautiful piano in a beautiful room. He's got like work boots, a hoodie. That looks like he's not in a tuxedo. Yeah, yeah. Like that guy, you wouldn't expect to be at a beautiful instrument like sure. that. I see videos of this guy on YouTube. I think his name is Will Cullen. He uh, just goes around college cities with uh, college towns with his guitar and just waits, looks for girls just sitting down. Groups of girls are one. He'll just sit down. And, hey, may I play you a song? Give me a song. Who who do you like right now? And the girl will be like Morgan Wallen. Oh, I well, love Morgan Wallen. Give, give me a Morgan Wallen song, and she'll give it song, and he just starts playing it. Knows how to play it and Talent. knows the lyrics. Yeah, talented. Talented. Well, there's songs you know the lyrics of too. I mean, yeah. I mean, sure. Again, he knows apparently a big. So he must really practice a lot. Right. He must have a big uh, library of knowledge in his mind, a big catalog. But I mean, you you know your share too. Yeah, there's also something about like you know Sour Shoes who calls in yes, here sometimes. Yep. So he calls Howard Stern a lot, and and he is oh he has a keyboard and mm-hmm. he can play anything. There's something too. There's like a part of the brain that controls music, right? Mm-hmm. Like it has to be, because there's some people that just have a knack for it. The same way, the same way there are gifted athletes. Yeah, you know we all. You would like to think we all do something well, but how do we find it? What if we aren't doing anything well right now? How do we how do we figure you're, out what our thing is? You feel like you're falling in that category? <laughs> I feel like you're probing me now for <laughs> what do I do well? How do I get out, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, like well, how do we know? I guess you got to pick up a guitar every now and then. You got to sure. um, experience. You got to grab a deck of cards and see if you could do some tricks. Experience is everything in life. That's and, why I always love telling the story about which we which we have. Yeah, about how my son did the ventriloquism. Yeah. Did it in front of a few hundred people and then dropped it. I was like, all right, I'm good. I did it. What's next? He did his ventriloquist. Like, Man, dude, right. you don't want to stick with this? No, I'm good. He could okay. have become a modern-day ventriloquist. He could. I mean, yeah. I He did that right before the pandemic. I believe it was in... 18? I think it was in 19. I think I want to say it was April of 19, I think. If he would have stuck with that now in 2024, I, probably, I could probably be booking him at parties and stuff yeah like for real he'd be five years into being a ventriloquist like he got he got good at it yeah and he's not shy in front of a crowd nothing phases him he would have been good at it but he did it accomplished it moving on and now he's moving on to the next thing he doesn't want to he didn't want to put a lot of time into that which Uh, i guess i guess he just got tired of it yeah you know now he's putting all his time into golf you know, I mean, he's right. changed his interests. That's the thing. This you really got to pick something that you're going to work on because otherwise, like, there, in order to become really good at something, you can't have multiple things. True, right? Though I don't want to burn him out on anything either. Yeah, I told him by sophomore year, pick one thing. But right now, keep it open. You know, I just I don't want to too much baseball. He's not going to want to play too much golf. I don't want to grind him into the ground there. But you're right. You want to become an expert or a pro or you got to put the time in from yeah. a very young age. And I've never been one to just like, I just don't want to grind the kids into the ground and, and, and lose the, the enjoyment of it. Right. That's been me anyway. Yeah. No, I think that's the right move. Mm-hmm. Jerry, when I say the phrase journaling, does that mean anything? Journaling? Journaling. I have no idea what that means. Like if I say, Jerry, Jerry, do you journal? Would you, you like write? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like I've write. never heard anyone say that before. Well, you've not been around journaling. a lot of sophisticated people like myself. Journaling, like where you are writing down 
things, mm-hmm. not to share with anyone. Yeah, just to for yourself. Yes, self reflective. Mm-hmm. I did that for three years. You did. Mm-hmm. How often would you write? Every night. You would. Yes. And what... I did it because my heart doctor told me. You remember going back wow. to 2017? Yeah. When I had the, my doctor sent me to the emergency room, didn't like the way my heart was beating. Um, on a, a Wednesday or whatever, I was supposed to work all week with Boomer, and Mark Mark told me to stay home um, when I went to the, see the, the heart doctor. Wow. And they, they told me, the cardiologist, he told me uh, after I had gone to the hospital, everything checked out, I, but I had to follow up, um, went through a battery of tests, everything was okay, but the doctor thought I was operating under a high stress level, which... I was, mm-hmm. um, and told me to try and relieve some of that stress to write every night. So I did it, and I actually enjoyed doing it for a while. And I actually stopped doing it during the Ironically enough, when you would think people would do it, I stopped doing it during the pandemic, actually. Would you write by hand or type? Oh, by hand. Really? Oh, yeah, in a book. Yeah, I actually just ripped all those up. I had little black books, mm-hmm. um, and I read some of them. It's crazy, like where your mind is. Yeah. Um, but I stopped... In, I'll tell you, actually, when I stopped, it was right after Matthew had a seizure. And it was in between that day and before he had a surgery. Somewhere in like April or May, I stopped. Yeah, I did it for about three years. And you were doing it around the same time every day? Like for the most part. I mean, I would miss a night here and there. Yeah. But yeah, it was usually when I would uh, go to bed, which was earlier than everybody else, um, before I would go to sleep. I'd write sometimes a paragraph, sometimes five pages. Yeah. Some crap that happened during the day, stuff that drove me nuts, things I liked. Yeah, yeah, I did do that. And you felt like you got something out of that? I I don't know. Not sure. I don't know. Sometimes it felt good to just get it out there, even though it's not off your chest to anybody else. You're kind of expressing it. Um, did it help me? I don't know. I honestly think what helped me was stopping to do the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. This is what I was right very after stressed out. Craig uh, yeah. had his issues and was gone. Yeah, I feel much more equipped to do something like that now if I had to. Because if you remember at the time, I had only started recently really doing shows like pff, crap. I went a decade without hosting shows, and then I started very little, little by little, filling in for them, but not much. And then it went zero to sixty to. You're in the chair every day until we tell you you're not. And it was hard. It was, I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. You know, lost hair. (laughs) Took a very, very deep breath at 10 o'clock every morning. I'm sure you remember that. It was tough. Got into a rhythm. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. But it took me, all kidding aside, about about the time G was named is when I finally started feeling comfortable. Like there's an end. Maybe that's that way, why, or yeah. because maybe that. No, I think just having done it. Oh, the reps. I, you know what I felt comfortable was during that Yankee run against the Astros. It felt easy, and then that ended, and it got a little more difficult. But I felt more comfortable doing it. Oh, for six weeks, <sighs> and that's when I ended up in the. I remember, I think it was like early October. I, I'm pretty sure, or maybe even yeah. late October was when I went to the hospital. For really nothing, as it turned out. Well, you didn't know. Except for stress. Yeah. A lot of stress. Right. Stress makes you think you're having a heart attack. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. Um, I remember, yeah, I remember sitting there thinking, what the hell are we doing? Four hours. Oh, my God. Yeah. What do we do? 
And then, you know, I'd have it all laid out, and Boomer would run through everything by 6.30, and I didn't know what to do for the next three hours. What else you got, Jerry? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I'm i going to try this journaling thing. Okay. I did yesterday my first one. But there's an app on the iPad called Journal, I believe mm-hmm. it's called, where you can... Uh, it's a creative name. <laughs> yes. And it even, like, if you don't have any... I guess the purpose is to do it every day. Yeah, yeah. So there's even, like, if you go on there and you don't have anything to write about, it, it'll pop up a question. Okay. To get you started. But I'm going to give it a shot and see if this is uh, helps me think through life. I think it will. Yeah. I mean, I think you will. Sometimes I think it's eye-opening to put something down on paper or into a document or whatever and then read it back. Yeah. And kind of see what you, and not necessarily at that time, maybe a week later, maybe a month later. To kind of go back and revisit where you were and what you were thinking and how come on this day I was so sick of sports. But on this day, I actually enjoyed talking about blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or Eddie annoyed me one day. The next day I thought he was the greatest guy in the world. Whatever the case may be. I think it's good to go back and look. And maybe you find patterns to stuff. Yeah, maybe. My uh, The the reason why I, I did this one and I, this was my journal entry yesterday was about what I'm trying to do is like, so I know the Vegas trip for me is, is, is I'm a weird person with that stuff. I'm not a big traveler. I don't like being out of my comfort zone, all these things, but thinking about it and looking at it, the reality is you've got to be a crazy person not to be looking forward to this. Right. Right. So I wanted to write down all the great things about it Mm -hmm. and, and you know, to see if that helps. It helped when I was done with it yesterday. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm a pretty lucky guy. Yeah. Like, really? Like, when you write it down, like, wow. Like This is what I mean. Like, right. Well, there. Well, th- this would be a situation that when retirement hits or whatever, you go, wow, yeah. Oh, I got to go to Vegas. Got to go to a Super Bowl. Got paid to talk about the Super Bowl. You know, they put us up at a really nice hotel I didn't pay for. You know what I mean? Like where you, and again, like uh, high school Al is going to the Super Bowl. Right. Come on. But, yes, wake up. Right. So I want to train my brain to enjoy these experiences prior to going into it. Because yeah. if I go in blindly, I'll... I think you think too much about them. Yeah. Like, to me, get it off your mind. Yeah. Like if, all getting aside, if I really sat there and thought about like my weekend coming up, my head would explode. Oh, I know. That's what I understand. Like, when I think about your weekend, I can't believe how it doesn't appear to affect you. I don't you think about it. In advance. I, I just think one step at a time. Like, I know, like, in my head, I'm not going to lie to you. Today, I got to go drive down to Philadelphia right after I'm done here. Then I'm going to come home and I'm going to pick up my kids. We're going to go play golf. I'm going to get home. I'm going to take a shower and I'm going to bed at six o'clock tonight. Gonna wake up tomorrow. I have to go straight to get a haircut at noon because we're gonna be away next week and I'm gonna miss my haircut. I wanna make sure everything's okay. Trim it up. Yep. Go for a haircut at noon, get home, pack for a Rutgers trip, get on a plane Friday afternoon, go to Ann Arbor, do a game Saturday at four, hopefully be home by like eleven PM Saturday night, set my alarm for five thirty, pack, get to Eddie's house by eight thirty, and then meet you guys at the airport. But if, if I think about all of that, oof, I don't. Right now in my head, go to Philadelphia. Right. Just take That's one the that. way to I'm do it, I'm looking forward to golf today. I'm not even thinking about tomorrow. I know we're going to Vegas. 
I will worry about that when we get there. Right now, I'm yeah, good. I'm always amazed. Like when I go, well, well, who's Rutgers got this weekend? And you're like, hmm. I think we're going to Iowa. I'm like, oh my god, Jerry, I'd be locked in. Like, oh my god, I can't believe I got to go to Iowa. Yeah, but you, the one thing about that though that's tricky or works to my advantage is there. The airport is completely cut out of the equation, which is where a lot of the stress You're comes right. in. That is a big stressor. Like, I literally tomorrow will get home after my haircut at one. I'll pack. I'm out the door at one forty. Get to Rutgers. Get on the bus. They take my luggage. My only responsibility is getting off the bus and walking up the steps to the plane. Like, that's it. Yeah. There's no got to park and figure out where. And I got to be two hours before. Is security going to be crazy? What am I going to do waiting for the plane to buy? I don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. You're right. That is the bit. That is a big stressor. Makes it a lot. Just like Sunday mornings going to be much easier. Not going to the actual. It's just right. It's better. It is better, Jerry. Yeah. All right, Jerry. Let's do the warm up show. All right. Uh, tomorrow you'll I'm be back. back here at uh, five a.m. NBA edition of Cool Games. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like uh, Jerry. Uh, Trailblazers Jazz. Is this a cool game? Because <laughs> I, I have no idea. I don't know anybody on these teams. I'll give me one guy from each team. <laughs> <laughs> Damien Lillard. Well, he's not on the Portland Trail uh, Blazers anymore. Where did he go? Oh God, he's on the Bucks now. Did oh, right, you not Milwaukee Bucks. At all? No, no, I heard that. Definitely that Milwaukee Bucks. Yes. So, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 